Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm Yannick Hanfman. I'm Lilia Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Wolfner. It's Mark Andrea Wiesler. I am Francisco Serundolo. And, and you're listening, listening to the Game Podcast. podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed. <laughs> hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Another episode of The Countdown. If you are new to the channel, welcome. And we'll be taking you through the contenders. We'll also be taking you through the latest news, our game, the tennis shootout, the rankings update, and finishing off with the surprise package. Isn't that right, JG? Yes, not long to go now. One week left until the grass courts of Wimbledon. Me and Ben will be covering as much as we possibly can. And of course, this episode is the penultimate episode before the championship. So you don't want to miss it. We're going to be going through all of the things Ben said. This is episode two of the countdown of Wimbledon 2023. Yes, there's Excited, the big one. Come on, yeah, I know. Uh he won his seventh Wimbledon title, as we know, Djokovic last year. We spoke about Djokovic on the last one. This one, we will be speaking about somebody different. That's the way we do each of these episodes. And the grass court season is officially underway. There have been two tournaments so far. There is another tournament that's going to be playing this week as well. And we're going to go through um some of the movers and shakers through the grass court swing so far i know it's only a short one it'll be over in a couple of weeks but there have been some standout performers haven't there jg yes and the two on the men's if we start with just the men's of course we'll touch on the women's in a moment 
has been Harla and Queens. They're the ones which are very notable. And you could probably name some other ones as well, but they're the ones I really like to look at as a good indication before Wimbledon. And we've had Bublik winning Harla and Queens, Carlos Alcaraz. It's his third grass court event. And you can just see him progressing and progressing. He's won a title on his third event, which is crazy. Wimbledon the first time wasn't amazing, then got better last year. This year, you'd expect him to do even better after just winning Queens. He was saying how he felt super comfortable on the grass and he settled into it, saying he's playing some of his best tennis and it didn't really take him long to do so. On the other hand, Bublik, is it a good thing? He's won Hala. I'm not so sure it is. Reason being, it seems to be a curse, as we know. Every player who's won Harla for the last 10 years, aside from Roger Federer, has gone out in the first round of Wimbledon. I know last year it was her catch. I believe there was a Cole Schreiber in there. Um, and I'll let you guys fill in all the rest in the comment section. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I just know it's a curse. So based off that, is Bublik looking at this scenario thinking, oh, damn, I'm going to get someone a good first round and go out? Or is he going to get anyone and just go out? Is the curse going to continue? Probably will. It probably will. We know tennis is a bit strange and things always happen the same time, time and time again. Uh, however, one thing about Bublik's victory is he played some ridiculous players on, on route. I don't know if I'm going to yeah. quickly go through it. I can like bring he, it up he, if you want. He beat pretty much everyone who you'd think would be very good on grass courts. I was just no, super impressed with the whole run. Look, I think you've got it up on the screen now. You can see the final was against um, Rublev. He beat Zverev, Sinner, Struff, and Torich. I mean, it's an amazing list of players, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, doesn't get much Tough. more difficult, especially uh, two uh, Germans in there as well, Struff and Zverev, who are actually, are actually big servers, big guys, very, very tough uh, matchups. Struffs, I think, is going to be a great player on the grass courts. He was someone who I was potentially going to have as my surprise package on the last episode. I went with Massetti. Maybe I'll go Struff this time, but I don't know. Maybe Bublik would be a better better shout. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Probably not, because he won Harlan and he's going to go out first round. Well, if he keeps the... Uh, the he's already confidence. out in my eyes. I feel that if he remains confident and doesn't play all these silly antics, then I think he'll be you okay. You don't believe but... in the curse. I feel that it's always there to be broken. And what was the curse that there was before? There, I think it was Hachanov. He was he had lost like umpteen times in a row, and then he eventually got over the hump, didn't he? Well, against so top I, ten players, that was it. And there, so I feel that that is the type of thing that can happen in tennis. So that it's there to be broken. Maybe Bublik's the guy when he puts his mind to it. He's the one who can break these records. So. Uh, I'm excited. Let's get into our contenders first section anyway. Bublik, he's not the person we're going to be focusing on here today. On the men's side, press the button. We'll find out who. Oh, there he was. was. in the picture. Is that on purpose? <laughs> or? No, he's just there. Uh, contenders. Uh, it is going to be none other than, and I'm sure you knew the title of the video as well, Carlos Alcaraz, and he's adapting to the grass courts. Um, I knew it would be only a matter of time, but I thought maybe it'd take another year. No, he's not going to take another year. He's actually here, and he's playing brilliantly in London. He won Queens, and in fantastic style. He started a bit slow, I have to be said, against Ryan Deneck, and nearly went out in the first round, but after that, 
plain sailing and he looks a natural, I think, now on the grass. I just want to clarify to everyone who's watching, maybe if this is your first episode, we did speak about Djokovic as our number one contender on the last episode. We're not just overshadowing him at all. This one, it's going to be about Alcaraz on the women's. I think we've agreed it's going to be Sabalenka. Yeah. Uh, and on the first one, we had Rybakina on the women's. Yeah. So they're the four contenders we've had so far. Speaking about Alcaraz, like you said, he was slow against Ryan Delec. And that was the only set he lost into winning Queens. But I do believe a lot in what he was saying, how he has adapted. And the way he played against Corda, I think that was better than Dimonor. So I watched all of the highlights and there's some good extensive ones on YouTube. He played a lot better against Corda than he did Dimonor. And Dimonor actually played some fantastic shots and um, he could do some some good stuff at Wimbledon if he has a nice draw. Um, but yeah, Alcalaz Corda was fantastic because Corda played very well. Alcalaz did as well. And that for me has shown that he can be a contender at Wimbledon because if he produces that level, he will go extremely far. And aside from Djokovic, I don't know who beats him if he plays like that. I don't think anyone yeah. would. Maybe you can say Medvedev if he's really inspired. But I don't know. What have we seen of him of late? Nothing which shouts home on the grass. No. Um, and I just think he's certainly a big contender. But if you do that matchup with Djokovic, I am so disappointed with Roland Garros. I don't think I've spoke about it enough, really. That match was billed to be such a big match. Yeah. There was so was. much hype around it. We were getting so excited. And if I'm totally honest, it disappointed me. It was the most anticlimactic match I've ever seen of tennis because we was expecting all these big things. And I hate to say it, but Alcaraz, did he bottle it? That's harsh. I think he just didn't handle it. He just couldn't, didn't handle the occasion yeah. at all. The pressure got to him. And I was a bit disappointed. I'm not going to rip into him and say and start criticizing his character. He's a young guy and he, he's never shown something like that really before. You could maybe say against Sinner in Miami, against Gaston in Paris that time, there was a few frailties. But all in all, he's extremely consistent and a wonderful tennis player. But he just did disappoint me a tad against Djokovic because I think a lot of that wasn't even physical. It was because mentally the, yep. the, the tension and the pressure in his body just become too much. And yeah. I hope we don't see someone like that again. Well, it's, it's I, one lost of a lot, the... I lost a little bit of hope in him. I haven't because I think it's all a learning curve. I feel that he hadn't been to the depths uh, of playing Djokovic at a slam and knowing what it was like to be in that type of grueling environment. Other players have been there with him. You have to go there a few times to to try and understand the what it takes mentally to take on someone like Djokovic in a Grand Slam match. And I don't think he was ready yet. I feel that that yeah, was a no real offense, good ben, test. He gave way after about an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes. It was grueling, hour and a half, though. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's a professional tennis player who just won the US Open by playing the longest amount of time on court. I don't understand this whole thing of like, oh, it was just too much a thing. He couldn't handle it. It wasn't no. he didn't he didn't play loads of matches before, like really tough matches. He played a lot longer at the US Open, went all the way and won it. Yeah, but he's the difference is he never faced faced a Novak Djokovic on Richmond. Yeah, exactly right. He did now, and it was purely the presence of him being the other side of the court 
what caused him to do it. And that causes people to play differently. The the person that is a good... So does well, that not disappoint you? It it does, but remember how young he is as well and think how many more years he's got to improve. Now, somebody uh, I'll use as a comparison, who, incredible tennis player as well, Andy Murray. He was fantastic. He would always get to the finals, but he would come up against the person down the other end of the court, namely like a Roger Federer, who he just was beaten mentally. You could just see that he'd already lost like after like a set. And that's the sad thing, really. Until he got, he played him a few times, the, the fear went and he realized after you beat him at the Olympics, oh, I can actually do it. I, I have the ability to crush my own mental demons. I feel Alcaraz stronger mentally than even what Murray probably was. And I know that there's probably going to be people attacking. Do you know the big, you know the big difference between an Alcaraz and an Andy Murray is their styles. Andy Murray can be very defensive. He's a bit of a oh, counter-puncher. Percentage. Alcaraz sometimes. is someone who has the ability to blow an opponent off the off the court. He can also do very delicate drop shots. He can. He's so versatile. A lot more versatile than Andy Murray is or ever will be now. And on that basis, if he was able to play that big hit in tennis at Roland Garros, I'm sorry, Ben. He would have beaten Djokovic. He just wasn't able to do it, though. If Andy Murray plays some of his best stuff, you could argue maybe he can beat these players. The difference is with him, it's a lot more... It's reliant on how the opponent plays. I think with oh, yeah. Alcaraz, it's not really dependent on how the opponent plays. Because if he just does his th- does his thing, no one really gets to him. But that is the problem, isn't it? When you've, you're faced with new challenges down the other end of the court... Sometimes you have to overcome the mental demons. And now he's faced him once. We've seen last year he played uh, at Wimbledon. He lost to Yannick Sinner. And let's go to his last year's Wimbledon. I've got it here just so that we can go through it. And he got past. Look, I mean, Jan Leonard Struff in five sets. Never an easy matchup is the German. Uh, Grilich Spore, Oscar Otte. And then he came up against Sinner, who... Now, if you probably pitted him against Sinner, I feel that he would have learned from that well, that matchup and you'd probably fancy him to beat Sinner now. And I feel that that's just the le- the levelling up. If he plays Novak Djokovic again, maybe even at this Wimbledon, is one, ma- one match might even be enough for him to have conquered his own mental demons. He's a very, very fast learner, Carlos Alcaraz. That's the one thing. Not just that. With Alcaraz now, the beauty of it is he won't play a Sinner this early on or someone of that caliber because he's a higher seed yeah and we'll get onto that in a minute when we speak about the rankings but that's what makes me think he will have some easier matches to get going but there's no easy matches in a grand slam you can get a really inspired qualifying it's going to be tough or the likes of an unseeded Andy Murray or Jan Edward Struff who's dangerous I think Struff is is he seeded now though yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you, we won't have to face him. But I feel that he has come on leaps and bounds. And Ofner, maybe. Well, yeah, exactly. Offner has a wild card in. Got to give him a shout out. Made it into the top 70 for the first time in his career. Um, didn't even have to go through qualifying. Uh, what, a, what a joy that must be for him. Obviously, did so well at the French Open. We've got to give him a shout out because we obviously did meet him. There will be some content coming out on the channel soon that we filmed with him. So 
keep your eyes peeled for that. Sign up to the Patreon as well because there will be additional exclusive content going on there too. Um, I did see a good tweet that was put out. It was actually Stephen from The Slice put one out regarding Alcalaz because there's a lot of people monitoring this grass court swing just to see how is he improving from last year. And I thought his he had a really good tweet that came out. So let's uh, go and have a look at that. And I thought that this was actually really good. Oh, my God, my computer's going crazy. Right, let's just take that off there and I'll try again. Right, let's do it. There you go, that's better. <laughs> Why was it doing that? Right, this is a really good one, I think, from uh, Stephen. And he said, reasons why Alcaraz can be great on grass. Number one, he's Carlos Alcaraz. <laughs> number two, the grass makes his serve better. Uh, number three, his backhand up the line uh, can be really flat and a deadly shot. Number four, his touch around the court is immaculate. Five, he's figuring out the movement. And I think that's one of the key ones there, number five. I thought that should have been maybe even a bit higher. And number six, his forehand. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Ties into him being Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah, exactly. But I thought that was a good list of things from uh, from the slice there. And I think the movement one is the key one there. He's he, Last year, he was fresh to the grass. He was still working it out. And he still did pretty well. But now he's he's had a year to sort of like take all that in. He's back on the grass again. He's played Queens. He's won Queens. And um, I think I saw a tweet that you sent over to me as well that said that he, out of, is it active players? He's the only one to have won on uh, ATP 500 on all surfaces now, which... Well, amazing. he's not the only one. No, him, Mar- Murray, him Murray, Rafa Nadal, Nadal and Djokovic. That's it. So, out so, of the active tennis players, it's him with the big incredible. two plus one. Four. <laughs> it's not big four. Poor old Murray. Come on. He's in the big four. Just let him have it. But yeah, it was a good tweet, though. I did, when you sent yeah. that over, I was like, that's a bit mad that he's, it's just his name has just been included in greatness. But yeah, do you have anything more you want to add to the Alcaraz bandwagon or shall we move on to our next lady who it will be? Yes. Abelenka. Yes, we can move on, but I would like to see some of the betting odds. Maybe we can look at them together at the end. We'll look at both the w- women's and the men's at the end. So yeah, let's yeah, move sure. on to the ladies and the one we've chosen. First episode was Rebecca. Second episode is Sabalenka. It's not eager. It's not eager. And we both agreed about this off air. Reason yep. being, Saba should be a lot better at Wimbledon than what Eager has been. Eager, it's her worst slam. She lost to Elise Cornet last yep. year. She doesn't fill me with loads of confidence. However, she just won Roland Garros. It is Eager. And if she has a good run, she still will be able to beat a lot of opponents on anything. Doesn't matter what surface. You could play on glass and she'd win a lot of a lot of matches. <laughs> However, Sabalenka, I'd like her chances. She's did she get to what was it, a semi-final a few years ago? She was obviously banned last year. Yep. She she has the ability on this surface to be a real champion who dominates, like Eager does at Roland Garros. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Sabalenka's name five, six, seven times winning Wimbledon. The problem with her is her mind. And I'm sorry, but at Roland Garros against Mukova, she collapsed again. She bottled it. It was a typical Sabalenka bottle job. 
The big worry is, is she going to start doing that again? Against Pliskova in the semi-final a few years ago when she did play here, I know we was covering it. That was yeah. so poor from her. She it just was. didn't turn up. And Pliskova didn't have to do much, really, to beat her. And it's just, yet again, and back end of a slam, not delivering, semi-final again. And that is the only thing what's going to really affect her because technically she's been the best lady on tour this year. Not many people can dispute that. And ability-wise, she has the potential to not just win this event, to win it without dropping a set. She, yeah, shouldn't, I mean... she, should, she should win this event without dropping a set. The only player you can think who could really do something against her is Rabakina, who won it last year. And she is unfortunately off this week again with another virus, which is really sad to hear. Not really getting the grass court preparation she deserves being the reigning champion. But we can't even look at last year's Wimbledon for Sabalenka. As you did point out, she was banned uh, being from Belarus. So we will have to look through this one, which was obviously two years ago, to see her last Wimbledon performance. And like you said, there it is right at the top. She got all the way there to the semi and it was Karolina uh, Pliskova that did dispatch her in that semi-final. And it was just it was a capitulation again. And it was something we've sort of become used to seeing from her. I feel that she's turned the well, corner a little bit. She beat two better players in the rounds before in Jabur and Rabakina. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a crazy, a crazy list there to go. It's almost back to front. <laughs> I feel like it should be Pliskova, yeah. then Jabur. What's then... about Nicolescu at the front? No, I mean, that been your the last, that's the last... <laughs> That's the last three. Katie I'm Bolter put... in the quarters. <laughs> That's it. Bolter. Who knows? Just won a tournament. But go on, Bolts. Um, you never know. Maybe uh, her and Dimonor have just been practicing a lot on these uh, grass courts. I mean, no better place to do it. I mean, Dimonor's uh, happy on the grass because we're the Brit. That's for sure. Right, um, back to Saba, Ben. Are you yeah. lapping up everything I've been saying about her? I am lapping it up. I do think that she is the best player. Now you're uh, just going to sit on here and greet you with everything I've said about Sabalenka and you're just saying, why don't you just put your hands up and say, I'm just the goat at tennis predictions and you agree with everything I say. I don't I don't agree with that. There you go. You proved something that I don't agree with everything you say. I think that she is the strongest, but she's not the strongest mentally. And that's the one thing that is the key. What I said. Yeah. She's the strongest player, uh, probably on all surfaces. There you go. I've said it. Oh, but... no. That, that's where you're wrong. She's not stronger than Igor on, on slow clay. Don't care what you say. You're wrong there. Well, she could be eventually. But, yeah, but she's one not. Of those... That's a wrong statement you've made. She she could be if she really put her mind to it. If she really does She could be. It's the most ridiculous thing you could say about something. Oh, she could be. She could I could be. be a football player if I was really lucky. I'm good at football. Well, I thought you, you used to tell me you were pretty good. <laughs> you could be professional. Could be Ben. I'm going to call him. You could you could be uh, ITF. So ridiculous. Keep... I could be a professional tennis player if I was good at tennis. Don't even need to be good these days. You can just turn up <laughs> some, <laughs> get into some tournaments. <laughs> we'll sneak you in. Sneak you in the qualies. Get you in there. If the, if the weather carries on like this, I think you might do all right. Probably outlast some of the players. I don't know how they're coping. So, I was having a bit of a heat wave in case anybody's wondering from other parts of the world. In the UK, we had about 32 degrees. Uh, it was 
Whew, it was a hot one. Uh, I was there under a fan. You were playing tennis on a court somewhere, so I don't know what's going on. Got to do it. Do it for the fans. That's it. I melt on the court. Uh, I couldn't take any equipment out to even film. It would have all broken, I think, in right. that heat. Moving on, because there's too much small talk here, Ben. Right, here we go. On to her current form. And this is Sabalenka. And unfortunately, she's played two matches on grass, but she lost her second match to Kudometova. Do you read too much into this form? Or do you just think it's just the start of the season? Not at all. Not at all. I'm not going to read into any of the form on the women's. I feel we could just <laughs> well, none. get... No, not really. I think we could we, we could get someone who just does very well. I don't think Mukova... Was she playing... If you go down, just look at Mukova a second. I know she got her on the screen. Hmm. Was she playing particularly great before Roland Garros? Um, because I thought she had a little dip before. It wasn't like she was in like mad form just before. So if you go she, back, yeah, look, she lost to Badoza. Uh, is not terrible though. She did, she did, she did better than I thought she did actually. She so can't really say that, but I do find. I mean, it wasn't great. Look, Madrid. She lost to Begu. She wasn't inspiring me on the clay before she went into Roland Garros at all. Yeah, yeah. And I think on the women's, irrelevant to this Mukova example because it's not the best one. I think you do <laughs> often get players with in not very good form who just find their form in a Grand Slam. So that's why I'm not going to read too much into it. And we could see someone like an Ostapenko do extremely well here. Could see, Or a Barbara Krajcikova. What about... She's just been to a final as well, Krajcikova. Kvitova. She's just won I a tournament. Maya. Maybe. She's on the up. The thing is, there could even be an unseeded player come through and do really well in this tournament. I mean, there are good players out there and anything can happen sometimes in this women's game. I feel that it's up for grabs. Rebakina with a virus. Sabalenka, maybe mentally not quite there. Eager, it's not a good tournament for us. The doors are open. I'm going to say one thing, and I'm not going to say anything, actually. It's, a, it's just me. Look at this. It's emotion. What's that? Sorry for the audio listeners right yeah. now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I'll describe. He looks like he's throwing something and letting it go. With He's just like... a. I'm going to go with it's like a pin in the dark or something like that. Is that like the thing that you were going with? Maybe if you closed your eyes. like It's like a dart. Uh, okay. Throwing a dart. You've just said in, it, Ben. In Harriet Dart. Oh. Watch out. <laughs> at Wimbledon. In the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the dark. She'll be playing in the light. She might be playing in the dark if she gets really far and they have to put her on one of the late, the, the court, the centre court Ooh. at night. Oh, but it won't be dark because the lights will be on. However, Harriet Dart, watch out for her Wimbledon. Always a danger. Big up the dart. Do you reckon you'll get any like darts chance in there? Like 180. Do you reckon people will bring darts in and start throwing them on the court? <laughs> That's a celebration. Just throwing darts. <laughs> he just dodges all the darts. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Anyway, that's enough for that one. <laughs> Let's bring up some odds, Ben. Have you got them? Yeah, yeah. All because right, I'm anticipating, I've not actually seen them. I think Alcaraz would have moved up slightly from last episode based off him winning Queens. I think Sam will probably stay the same. So I remember it was Rebecca favourite. Then we had Saba and Iga, joint second favourite. Djokovic was a massive favourite on the men's. And then we yeah. had Al- Alcaraz, but it was yeah. some way down. Alcaraz was, was second last time, but I think he's, his odds may have... Oh, right. I thought you said he was some way down. 
No, and then no, but he was some way down in second. It wasn't a close one. Right, okay, so, so I go. think he has shortened. If I I think it was sixes before. I'm not sure though. Medvedev third. Sinner, yeah, yeah. Okay, Corder's moved up a little bit, maybe because it's based on his performances. Yeah. There's Andy Murray. Yeah, I think Corder deserves to be up there as well. I think he's really good. Uh, well, I'll tell you now, I fancy Corder more than I would do Yannick Sinner. Um, tough to say. I mean, Yannick let's have a look. Let's have a look form. at the women's because I believe we're still on the first section here, Ben. And we've got a lot to get through. Right. So let's move over to the women's, and there we go. So Rebecca and Eager equal favourites at the moment. So Eager. So not, the only thing that's happened is Eager's moved up. I disagree with that big time. Sabah's the month where the money's at. Fives, wow. What's she done to move up as well? She hasn't. She played one grass court match. She played today. She went to three sets with Tatiana Maria. Uh, she did Bagler in the final set. So it just took a set to get going. A bit like Alcalaz, I guess. Eager, she's always in with a chance. We know that for a fact. She's not winning Wimbledon. <laughs> oh. But so there we go. Goes. That is our contender section. Um, Alcaraz and Sabalenka on episode two. But next up, we have some latest news. And this is my favorite section. It's where I come into my own and share <laughs> some of the latest Twitter news for Wimbledon. And let me just hit the screen. That's it. Well, he always wanted to. He always told me he wanted to be a news reporter when he was uh, younger, and now he gets the opportunity to bring the news up on the screen. And there it is. It's Stan the man. He's been practicing with Novak Djokovic. I've uh, seen uh, giving Djokovic some volley in practice over the, the last day. I just want to. I just love his hashtags. I think it's good to bring it up because he's the king of hashtags on Twitter. The ones we've got today is London, Wimbledon, practice, hard work, trust the process. Do you trust the process? Is he going to be able to do well in Wimbledon? Let us know in the comments (laughs) section below. Uh, Next one we've got is a tennis letter. And we're probably not allowed to show this one. So block that. And this is an incredible point from Wimbledon qualifying. Jumping, sliding, falling, diving. This is your friendly reminder that there's some beautiful tennis happening in qualifiers qualifiers all the time. I did watch that one. That was uh, was it Tara Daniel versus Trungeletti, I believe. And, yeah, that's uh, correct. Yeah, Trungeletti was diving all over the court <laughs> and ended up losing the point, but it was entertaining. Tomjanovic until next year. So it looks like she withdrew. Uh, I didn't even realize that after I did my video as well, which is just I had her as a dangerous unseeded player, and then She's done very well at Wimbledon over the years as well. So that's, that's a quarter finalist the last two years running. I remember I asked uh, Dimonora a question about how oh, the Australians are doing so well at Wimbledon. And I said all the names of them. And she was like, you forgot, are you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I yeah, she was also doing well. Let's move down. We've seen that one. So we've got Luigi Gatto, Wimbledon 2019, iconic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sad. Nice. Won't ever see that picture again. <laughs> Uh, we've got this is a good one (laughs) having a bit of a break before no that's I can't really dismiss that the reason I want to just move past it is because it actually does break my heart like I I honestly can't talk about it because it breaks my heart and the Djokovic fans aren't going to like it but for me growing up like this was the greatest rivalry 
times matchups what I've ever seen. Like I just can never forget that Wimbledon final when Rafa won it, the emotion and get jumping up that box. It's, mate, it's just mad. Like that was what that's why I love tennis because of things like this and what I was able to see. So that's why I don't want to talk about it because it just generally makes me sad that we don't have that right now. It was dramatic. I give you that much. So we've got uh, Chung back and this is his first uh, match win. So the first win since Roland Garros 2020. Wow. In for a shot? Not not bad beating Kuzminov. Not a bad player. Yeah, maybe. Let's see if he can qualify. That'll be a big ask, but... We'll definitely sell some tickets if he can. And this is the one that you said. Ego improves to 10 to 6 on grass. 7-5 uh, if you exclude qualifying results since winning the 2018 Junior Wimbledon. She won 10 of the last 11 to beat Tatiana Maria, who also yeah. did very well last year at Wimbledon. She got all the way to the semis, you remember? So she's a good player on the grass. Oh, yeah. Very, very good. So we've got Sinner here confirming he will be playing Wimbledon following his medical exams after his time to Bublik. That's obviously good news. We've not spoke about Sinner's <laughs> fragility yet again, pulling out right. of matches and just there's so many problems for him. But yeah, we want to see him at Wimbledon because he can produce special moments and grass suits his game more than a lot of the young players. Especially on the run. He loves a shot on the run at Wimbledon. Well, his serve's pretty pretty great his as well. was amazing last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we had the privilege of actually watching it live. All right, let's see. This is the last one. So this is Altia Gibson become the first African-American to play at Wimbledon on this day, 1951. Wow. Falling in round three that year, the legend went on to win titles in 1957 and 1958. And I remember we did a video a long time ago yep. in Black History Month regarding some of the black tennis players to break through. And she was a name we had on there very high in our top 10. Yes. Like, you see what it's been able to do for the sport since then. I think it is so important to have people from all different backgrounds representing tennis. And I don't want people, I don't want it just to be um, a sport for the, the, the establishment, just for like a secluded group of people who have money. It should be for people of all backgrounds of all over the world. And listen, look what the, look what the Williams sisters have done and yep. how great champions they've been and how, how iconic they've been at Wimbledon. Growing up on the women's, the best player I've ever seen, Serena Williams. Definitely. The greatest player to ever play tennis? I think so. So, yeah, certainly paved the way for seeing some of the best tennis in the world. Yeah, it was nice because we obviously had, uh, after the French Open as well, uh, Yannick Noah, giving the trophy to Novak Djokovic. Obviously, he won yeah. uh, Roland Garros but back in the 80s and uh, obviously putting uh, like black tennis players on the map at the time, which was a real, real big achievement for him as well. Uh, obviously, being a Frenchman as well, which was massive for, for both things. So, uh, it was a, I can see it was a, quite an emotional thing. Like Djokovic was like a really touched by him being there. He really yeah. had made a nice comments in his speech about him. Yeah, Djokovic is always very much in touch with history and he's very respectful to um, the history of the sport. And I, I do I do respect that from him. But let's move on. That is the latest Ooh. news. That segment's gone. Let us know what you think of some of the latest news. Do you like Stan's hashtags? <laughs> um, <laughs> Love them. 
But yeah, next section is tennis oh, shootout. Here we go. And this is the greatest section of them all. Ben, yet to get a question right. However, last oh. week, we're going to give him it because it was very close. I didn't even get multiple choice. And I was in within 5p of no, a PIMS. You basically but... got it right, man. 5p yeah. off the PIMS. I don't know how I even managed it. That just goes to show my memory remembers drink prices better than it does I think it scarred you. That's why. I think it did. I think you're right. I was there and I was like, when you came back, you were like, guess how much <laughs> that was. And I was like, this much. You're like, no, this much. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, I'd lie. already finished it in about two seconds. Yeah, but it was we... all ice anyway. There was no <laughs> liquid in there. Came back with just an empty cup. <laughs> just... Anyway, right. Who's going so, first on this one? That is a... Explain the rules for people watching. Right, so if anyone, if this is your first countdown episode, this is where we get to ask each other a piece of trivia relating to the Grand Slam that we're talking about. We're talking about Wimbledon, so we'll both pick a question relating to Wimbledon and maybe, if you're JG, relating to some of our experiences at Wimbledon for, for me. Um, I'm yet to really do that for him. I've been picking him history questions, which he's been doing pretty well at, to be honest. So uh, this this time I'm going to be picking something slightly different, though. Is I'm it related to me? Because all of mine are always related to you. Not really. We've had ben, famous Ben's at Grand yep. Slams. We've had drinks prices. I forget the other one I had on one of the other ones. But this one is not as related to you. It is in a little way. I might ask you a question about trademarks. <laughs> no, no anyway i'm gonna uh well maybe i'll start off with my one just you, while you it's fresh first, yeah uh, while it's fresh in the mind i will ask you this one you get 30 seconds and when the uh well there's not an actual timer that's on but there's a countdown theme that will play throughout and once the uh the strings have played that is when you must give your answer. If not before, you can do it and we will stop the music, okay. which is fine. But please wait until the end. It's fine. And then we can hear the, the lovely uh, strings and then it'll be... No, I reset. usually like... If I know it, I will stop it before bed. Okay, I know. But I just know that if we don't let it continue, then it will won't go to the end and then we're going to have to hear the end of it before oh, we play okay. it again. I'll let the first one go out there. <laughs> that's, that's the only problem. I don't have control no, over people it. Can, we can have a little dance if I do know it. So let's just go with it. Ask the question and press the press the button. <sighs> right. I'm okay. I'm going to give you multiple choice as well. Uh, I'll... And no Googling. I'll keep my yeah. hands in. Yeah, it's either the, either give you multiple choice or I can. I give am you... wearing AI lenses, which can look into my lap. <laughs> Everything it listens to what I'm saying and it just calculates the answer. Um, I can either give you a multiple choice or I can say you have to be within a certain amount. I, I might go do the prices right style on this one, like you did with the uh, okay. with the drink. Okay, right. So, as you know, Wimbledon has a queuing system where people <laughs> queue up <laughs> and get into the oh, ground. No. There's quite a number of people. I don't have a clue how many people queue. Get into the ground. But when the ground is at full capacity, what is the full capacity allowed into Wimbledon? Go. And you have to be within, I'm going to say be within a 
A thousand. Well, I'm ne- what do you mean within a thousand, Ben? It's got to be within 10,000 or something. Uh, within 10... Come All on. Right, just press the okay. button. Go on. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll need all 30 seconds. Don't worry about that. I mean, it's very challenging, Ben. It's a very difficult question. I don't know. So let me try and think. Initially, my first thought was about 40,000. Like, around 40,000. But I don't actually know. I don't think it's going to be massively more than that. But if I had to guess, I would say slightly more. Is it less? Oh, yeah. uh, nah, it's got to be more. Is it 50? <laughs> I think it's... I don't know. I think I've got an answer. Yeah? 42,000. It's exactly right. <laughs> it's 42,000. <laughs> You're joking. No, it's actually 42. When you said it might be a little bit more than 40,000, I was like, is he going to push it up? Mate, I, I think, i tell you what the truth. I think I maybe have seen that number. That's why I'm seeing it. Because when I was looking for a question for you, it popped up. <laughs> <laughs> but then I don't I don't actually remember like I wasn't sure if it was because it was like four million something prize money. So that's why I was getting mixed up with the fours. So that's why it was all a bit confusing. But if you're telling me that's right, that's pretty mad. Bang on. Right. Everybody give him a round of applause. I bet everyone thinks I cheated. Though. That's the thing. They're probably watching. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Gosh, that's the thing with these type of statistics that are around, like that you may have seen it. But that's yeah, the, it's it, like the eighteen seventy seven one as well. Exactly. There is only one Gareth set the number. Pirate. Pilot. Yeah, I should have gone for the other question, <laughs> but there was. I had to take it from the official source. I was gonna go with something different, but it was off just a different website. No, I don't think was... I would have just guessed that forty two. I think I must have seen it somewhere. But, but when you went 40, you sort of went, you were like, hmm, might be a bit Yeah, more. I was thinking 40 is like not enough. I, feel like I, I thought you were going to calculate the amounts of the stadiums first. And then nah, after that. I, knew, I, I knew it was about 40, 40. I don't know. I thought it was 50. But part of me thought 50, but then no, I went 42. Fantastic. Well, 42. On the nail on the head. Should get a bonus yeah. point for that, I think. Um, to be within 1,000, you got it dead on. How often does that happen? Right. Well, <laughs> over to you, Ben. You're pressure. next up. <laughs> right. No pressure at all. This is your question. So, as you know, some people often refer to you as a very young person. You're often called a very young host, and some of your ideas and jokes are reminiscent of someone of a very young age. Based off all of this theme of young people, my question to you is... I'm trying to get the number right. <laughs> Out of the 112 players entered into Wimbledon who aren't the qualifiers, so just the 112, yeah. who is the youngest player? On the men's only. <laughs> oh my god! It's not going to be it's like a you know, 
it's not gonna be in me Think of someone younger. I can't think of anyone. My mind's drawing a blank. Think of someone, <laughs> someone young. You're young, Ben. <laughs> Who's in there? He hasn't had to qualify. Ben Shelton. I'm gonna go with Ben Shelton. Is that your final answer? Yeah, it's the only one I can think of. <laughs> Unfortunately, Ben, that is not correct. Ah. The youngest player is Arthur Fields. How old was he? 19 years old, 12th of June, 2004. How old's Ben Shelton? <laughs> Hopefully not younger. I'm going to have him look him up. He is 20. Oh, yeah. 9th of October. <laughs> that was a good guess. It was not a good bad. guess. It's not a bad one. He looks younger. <laughs> <laughs> Give him that. Ben Shelton. He's got that baby face. But yeah, yeah that's I a mean, good one though. I like that. Yeah, it's not a bad question. The other one who was close as well was Luca Van Asher. Ah, yeah. He's so Van Asher's also 19, but Fields is one month younger than him ah, those french there's a lot of good young french players that's interesting but i thought that you were gonna relate it to me so that's why i thought it was gonna be a ben again that's why i thought oh maybe that's it but he didn't he tricked no me. I've, I've related it to you in the fact that it's the young we're talking about young players well i'm, I'm not too disappointed with my answer i thought it was it's not, not that bad, bad at all the one thing i would say is i think Holgaruna and alcalaz are both younger than shelton so that was the problem, but he does—he does look. <laughs> I'm not entirely young. sure about that, but I know they're all twenty. And I think <laughs> I think Alcaraz is younger. Well, okay, I'll let done. people fact check there on, on in the comments section below. But there we go. That is our questions, and <laughs> unfortunately, Pavetti got one wrong. Well, well done um, to you. You got it right. Yeah. Well, don't worry. You can amend it because next section is. All about the rankings. And Ben's on a video today, so he's the expert. Don't so for this, we don't have to talk about the rankings anymore or the entry list because we have the seeds and it's all confirmed. Yep, it is talk confirmed. It, That's right. As we know, Carlos Alcalaz, he was sick of not being number one, wasn't he? And he had to go and win a tournament just to knock Djokovic down a peg. He was like, I'm going to be seeded number one yet again for another Grand Slam. This will be his third one in a row, but he obviously didn't play in Australia. So he will be the number one seed, Djokovic the number two. And they will be on different sides of the draw, which is brilliant because they are the two key like features, we're not going to have Medvedev spoiling the party again like he did at the French Open. So they'll be split. Um, other players to have a look at in there. TFO, I think, is somebody who you might want to keep your eye out for there. He's been playing exceptionally well. Obviously, he won, was it Stuttgart? And it beat Struff in the final there. That was a really good uh, one. Dimonor, another one to watch out for there. Sinner, the only one that we haven't really seen much of. And maybe... People like oh, Djokovic are, and Alcaraz. Yeah, people like Djokovic and Alcaraz probably thinking like, if I can have the choice between Rublev or Sinner right now, I'd probably rather have Sinner. Is the way that he's uh, been playing, well, the fragility of his body at the moment. Sissipas, he's in love. Might be 
have his mind on other things. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you think on Sissipas? Is this going to be the year that Ulthus falls into place and him and Badoza both Why win not? Wimbledon? Why not? Who knows? Difficult to predict Sissipas. Love, love. <laughs> I can't be... predict Stefano Sissipas at all. I, One thing I, I would say, how crazy is Echeverry a seed now? The guy I've loved in, this, in the draw yeah. previews. I loved him for a reason. I told you, Ben, he's class. He's such yep. a good player, but I don't see him doing it on the grass. Mm. Um, good serve, yeah, though. Yeah, no, this is some good... It's good seedings, because I, I agree with you. I do. I'm happy that Adiklaz Djokovic will only meet in a final if they were to meet. I think out of all of them players, if you had to pick one who Adiklaz and Djokovic would want to avoid the most, would it be Medvedev? At the moment, I'd probably... I mean... Cordo, even though Alcaraz did beat him, I still feel like he is still a threat. I don't know what it is. I feel that he's got a good mentality on him. And if his body holds up, I feel that he is still... Like, if he gets a few more wins under his belt at Wimbledon before he meets a bigger player, maybe Corder could be and the answer to beating one of the big guys. But I don't know. It's a little bit... Un- untried untested waters really for him bublik as well i don't know you think he's cursed so i'm not gonna go too big on him her catch i don't know man i actually i'm gonna probably it's probably runa maybe it's like the one they want to avoid i think he's just he's got point to prove always and just think he can do well and the other one the obvious one's kyrios yeah, I mean, he's just not really played. He's a bit injured, isn't he? So I don't really know if he's even going to be in any sort of form coming in. I mean, he's, what's he played? One match, lost to Wu, looked injured. So Yeah, but I'd, it's a slow process. Yeah, right. So let's move on to... Uh, do you want to look through just the, the outsider seedings? We sort of have these ones for the men's. We can have a quick look through. Big shout out to the alternate who now all of these ones that are highlighted here they made it in as wild cards now so sebastian well, got a wild card yeah so these three mean they're into the the tournament proper now yeah but is it a wild card yeah these are these once they turn uh yellow they go into the main draw they're, they're an alternate but then they get dished out uh, okay yeah i can see it offner goffan fields brody twinsky peniston uh ferry and lofhagen GB, Lofhagen. Yeah. Got Brody as well. Peniston. Let's see. Yeah, there was a, another Brit that was qualifying today that I've not really even heard the name of. Your, Johannes Monday, uh, six foot six, uh, about oh. 500 in the world. Quite interesting. We beat the uh, young Czech, uh, not Czech, young Croatian player that we saw in uh, Zagreb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Polacek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat him today. Hmm. So might be interesting, interesting. keep an eye on him. Yeah. Right, let's move over to the women's because I know we've got uh, some other bits still to get through. These, these are the women's seeds. Eager, always number one. Saba, always number two, it seems. Rebecca in a three, finally, knocking Pagula down. And let's have a look to see if there's any surprises. Is Sakali going to suddenly turn up in this tournament now? All the others are a little bit unsure of themselves. I think you could see anyone making a big run here. Yeah? Not sure who it's going to be, but one of these could make a run. Has Mukova played on the grass at all? Um, let me have a quick check. 
think you just had her up a second ago. I did indeed. Uh, no, she has not. Yeah, I think she's resting after playing very well at Roland Garros. So she could be a bit of an unknown entity. Could do well. Sharif made it into the seeds. I like Hadid Meyer still. Or Vekic. Vekic is good. She's just been to a final as well. Yeah. So there's a lot. What about Potopova? I mean, yeah. she seems to be in good form all on all surfaces, I feel. She's really turned up this year. So good for her. And obviously... The big story here with the seed, sorry, Ben, to interrupt, is the on. fact that whose side of Rebecca are going to be on? Eager or Sabah's? If it's on Sabah's side, Eager's got a chance for a final. If it's on the other side, then Sabah's got a good chance for the final. That's how I see this playing out. And honestly, that's, it really will be a bit like that because Rebakina is the most dangerous third player to, there can ever be. Neither yeah. will want her because she can beat either Saba or, or Iga. Also, Iga, I think if, if Iga has Rebakina on her, other, on her side, if Rebakina doesn't pull out like she did at Roland Garros, then Iga's going to be thinking, oh gosh, I'm probably going to lose. Especially on this surface of all of them. Yeah, I mean, and the, the other main takeaway from these seedings because last year they would have looked nothing like this is we've got all the Russians and Belarusians in and the Russians are looking great as well. Alexandrova has won a tournament on grass and got to a semi-final, I think. We've got Samsonovas in as well. We've got yep. Kudometovas in, Kasakina's in. We've, I mean, there's so many great Russian players. I've obviously got Azarenka back from Belarus as well. It, it means that we're going to have an f- actual full tournament of very competitive tennis on the women's side, and it includes everybody this time, not just a select few. So that's really good. Well, let's see. Who do we have for our surprise packages? So giving ourselves a recap, who did we have last week? Um, oh, I mean... Mine couldn't have started any worse. I mean, I went with the old guard last week. I went with Andy Murray because he'd come off the back of two tournament wins on the Challenger. It doesn't look so bad now. At the time, I thought he just got smacked up by Alex de Menor, But then Alex de Menor has been playing very well. So I, it, And it was Murray a little bit tired as well. So I, I'm not too down. Okay, and the other one? Italina was the other one. And then she got bageled by Fravitova in her first class. <laughs> and my two were... Your first two were Musetti, uh, who didn't do too badly uh, at Queens, and Mukova, who hasn't played in the grass yet. Okay, <laughs> that one bit of a risk. Nice, nice foundations. I don't mind them. I'm going to go straight in, unless you want to. I don't want to take it if it's if it's your one. I mean, it has to be outside the top ten. So you, I mean, we're probably going to be having similar people, but you go for it. I don't know if, if you pick it i'll just have to pick someone else it's fine okay so mine for the men's is going to be alex dimonor okay that's is that fine you had? no i was going to go sebastian corda oh that's a good one so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to stick with alex dimonor for all the reasons I've, we've spoke about i think he's really good on the grass and playing well okay so and you've got corda for similar reasons that's not a bad one to add to the yep. collection and for the women's <laughs> a lot tougher isn't it on this one but you can go first. I think I'm going to go with Ostapenko. Okay, you can have her. I wasn't going to have her, so I'm happy with that. 
my heart went then for a moment. I was thinking you've got the same as me. <laughs> I was going to back it. Let's bring this up. Yeah, a go on. You, you have a little browse. You can, really... you can go outside this as well. You can go further down the no, list. No, no, no. It's one of these. And it is Beatrice Hadid Meyer. Ooh. You keep them very close to the top 10, your ones. I was thinking about going TFO, number 10, but I thought that was a couple on. You can do next week. But yeah, I'm just well, building up my my army of some solid tennis players. It is a good... Uh, Mukova, Hadid Meyer, Massetti, Alex Dimonor. Oh, my one. Murray Cordes, Vitalina Ostapenko. <laughs> There's a lot of... <laughs> That is not that variety. Confidence does it's not variety though. I feel like you're going down the same avenue with yours. Mine are a bit all over, like covering all the bases. Yours are just a bit wild in the fact that they could do well. They could be really bad. Mine are quite. There's a good base level. Yeah, you're going there. You're going across the board there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'll take it. Let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. That does conclude episode two of the countdown. For Wimbledon 2023, one week to go. We're going to be covering as much as possible. We've got draw previews coming up. We've got news videos. We have uh, qualifiers to watch, predictions, previews. So much happening only on Game to Love. And of course, the famous GTL prediction preview uh, video we will play before every single match uh, where we'll hear what all the commentators think and who they think is going to win. Let's see. You don't want to miss it. Thanks for watching. Like and subscribe. And we'll see you very soon. See you later. On to the grass courts. Vamos! Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.